Welcome to the Rivals League Fantasy Football Podcast with Antonio Salvat and Adam Burkhart. Hey everybody, welcome to a quick pre, or actually no, it'll be post, post keeper selection uh, uh, episode, and we are going to predict the future here, or at least what the future should end up being. It is currently Wednesday, July 31st. And we are going through, unless there's any major injuries or anything like that, this is who we think everyone's keeper is or should be. So we'll release this episode. You're probably hearing this about August 10th or 11th. Uh, that t- August 10th was the date that we selected, so all keepers must be turned in that day, which is uh, two weeks before our draft. So let's see how many we get right and how many people we can make fun of. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think first, first and foremost, let's go with the people that we're pretty much 100% sure who they're going to be. Adam? Uh, I'll go ahead with myself. I'm going to predict that I take James Conner with a tenth round that, pick. That is just astounding. I would never have ge- actually. I would have Brilliant. guessed. Yeah, I would have guessed all the time. And then I'm going to be keeping Kittle, George Kittle, in yeah. the thirteenth. I think that's pretty straightforward. Pretty obvious. Uh, I believe Nick Demo Trollis, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, you know what? Nobody likes keeping a quarterback, but when you have Patrick the number Mahomes, one quarterback in football. A tenth, yeah, you, he's you, keeping him. You go with Maybe Mahomes. he's trading him. I, I still think that's a possibility, but I do believe that's who he's keeping. If he does trade him, um, I really hope it's to me. Go for it. I actually pay up. Make I, him pay up. <laughs> I don't think it actually is going to be to me because I don't know that I actually want Mahomes necessarily that much. But then you get some of the people who are a little iffy, and one of the people that I think is quite clear who it's going to be is Jake. Jake. The Chubb master, the man who loved Chubb all season, dominated with Chubb in the I end, mean, somehow he, he, found a way with the most beaten and battered roster in the history of the planet to dominate in his first year in the league. He had a Chubb for Chubb? He did have a Chubb yeah, for Chubb. Yeah, we went there. I think he had a Chubb for Chubb, but, you know, that's another thing. It's a redhead, you know? <laughs> all right. And then now we're going to get into some of the players that we're not, you know, we're not 100% sure that they're going to go to this direction, but they should. Let's pick a fun one right away. Okay, let's, let's go, go with Frank. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So who do you think? Well, obviously, we narrowed it down to two fairly sensational running backs. Actually, yeah. Good good value. And uh, you have one running back who performed sensationally for Frank, hopefully in recent memory of Frank. I'm hoping he takes Marlon <laughs> Mack. Um, not that it would be a bad pick by any means. But it's probably not most optimal. It probably isn't. I, I, I honestly think that if I were in the, his position, it'd be Aaron Jones for one round later. Uh, I mean, hundred percent. I would pay two rounds forward. I think for Aaron Jones, e- easily, that. easily. And um, you know, that's why I'm just hoping, Frank. I hope you really are taking my thoughts into account when I, I'm, I'm trying to beam my thoughts into your head to take Marlon Mack. Yeah, he he was talking about Aaron Jones a little more, so I think there's a chance that he actually makes the right decision here. But uh, I'll I'll tell you, Frank. Uh, I know I've been talking about Marlon Mack, uh, and I'm gonna continue to do so, and it's on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> you are a tricksy fuck. <laughs> All right, how about we search? Oh, how about we go with the worst team in the league and pick. What? Keith's team already? Oh. Nah, it's our Keith. It, unfortunately, I, you can't quite say it's no, Keith's team. No. It is Sacco himself, Matthew Harsh. Oh, dirty Sacco. Ugh. So who do you think? You know, I, I think it's going to be Lockett in the 10th. I agree. I think it's Lockett in the 10th because that is the best he has. Oof. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. Lockett could be something on an offense that isn't going to pass. And in the 10th round, I mean, Lockett, that, that's, that's I not like bad. it. I like it. It's not bad. I don't hate it. it I don't. Just to me, it looks, I thought it was Wilkes's roster when I was looking at it. So, <laughs> hey, Matt, if you don't want that comp, uh, do better. Yeah, I, I think that's... Uh... I think that's kind of what you need to do there, bud. So, okay. Speaking of Wilkes. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Keith's team. No, 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 no. That was just a shot just to see how much trouble I get in. So just let's see go if he's to listening. Turn Your Head and Go Off. Ah, okay. Uh, that is Chris Wilkes. Um, not the Sacco this year somehow. I think he actually won money from Neil this year. Well, that was in the loser's bracket. It was, but hey. He won money. He, he, did. he did. And Neil thought he was a shoe-in to win that 50 bucks. Yeah. Well, we were all celebrating when he did not. <laughs> um, I, it's another team, I think, where there's not a ton of options. Not um, really. I mean, there are some, but I think this is one of the few that we actually disagreed a little bit. Don't, was, wasn't that it? I have DJ Moore. Oh, we didn't disagree. It wasn't this one because I also have DJ Who Moore. Who else did you see on there that you thought... Was viable. I, I think I was thinking about a different team because I don't think there is anything else viable. No. Okay. So next, let's go with Keith while we have him. Man, this is this is a difficult one. I mean, Keith drafted well, played well. Things didn't work out toward the end of the season for him, except for the fact that he ended the season with multiple players that could be substantial uh, keepers. They could be. They could. There's. There's. He has some upside kind of players. It's just problem is is. Which one is it going to be? You know, which upside player? Because not all of them are going to hit. And the one that I think he's probably should take is Kenny Galladay. I like Kenny Galladay. See, I think Damian Williams 100% for him. I'm not even a Damian Williams guy, but if they cost about the same... Are, is Damian Williams cost the same? Damian Williams would be a tenth. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then obviously you would probably have to – you would always go with the running back. So to me, if, if I was in his shoes, I would have declared Damian Williams with a landslide, and then I immediately would have been going to the lower-tiered players in our league and trying to trade for a second-round pick um, and just to unload him, maybe even you know a low third I might take for him just because I don't trust the player at all. Um, but if I could upgrade my tenth to a third, I would like that very much. And see, I must have missed it. Uh, I think I must have missed it because when I checked, the best player on his team was actually Kenny Galladay. So obviously, or at least the one that I think had the best upside. Um, and but that's, that's not a bad thought because he is living up in Michigan. Uh, his <laughs> wife is a massive Detroit Lions fan. Gain some I, points. I think I, you could get some points. Yeah, I tried to trade for Galladay a lot last year, and he wasn't going to budge because that, I believe, was his presumed keeper. So I don't think you're far off, but nobody really predicted what would Damian happen Williams. with Damian Williams. I, I think the smart choice is obviously Damian Williams. I think the ups, because, I mean, who's expecting Damian Williams to end the season as the one running back for Kansas City? I'm not. No, no. Now, was Kenny Galladay, what was his uh, valuation? Uh, I think it was for the 10th. I okay. think it was a 10th. So. Like I said, not, not bad at all. He's going in the fourth round, I think, right he, now. Something so like that, that. That could still be an awesome pick, so I wouldn't blame him either way. Well, he it is depends on, on how he's going to construct that early round roster. Well, and I think Galladay is the number one wide, wide receiver. I think Marvin Jones is second on a team that's actually going to pass a lot more than they did last year, at least more effectively, but... Again, you take Kenny Galladay with the upside, who could end up being nothing. You take Damian Williams, who's probably going to end the season not as the number one running back. But, you know. Williams in a trade. I I don't disagree. Who's next? Let's see. I'm going to click on a random team here. We have Laces Out, Mr. Perfecto. Perfecto. Uh, yeah. I think, who, who do you got? 
Um, this is one where sometimes maybe you'd say just a clean slate because it was so bad last year. Um, but you know what? For 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 Perfecto, who tends to struggle a little bit, I always suggest everybody picks running backs and wide receivers early. And one way he can continue doing that is by keeping Matt Ryan in the 14th. Sure, Ryan is known for having up and a down season, up and a down, where he was like 7th and 15th, 7th and like, you know, 14th or whatever. He has this like progression. I, I don't think it's something you can rely on. But the idea is you could get a solid, stable quarterback somebody that he's probably going to otherwise spend a seventh round pick on, uh, maybe a sixth, and get him the 14th. And see, I would never, with the exception of Patrick Mahomes, keep a quarterback, especially Matt Ryan, because I don't think he's that good. I think he'll be fine, but I think there's a bazillion different uh, quarterbacks going at the same time that could be just as valuable. I mean, shit, even if I ended up with Dak Prescott. Oh, I love Dak, but my question is. It's not that big is, of a deal. So who's valuable on his team that I maybe missed? Curtis Samuel. Ooh. Curtis Samuel in the 10th, I think that is a perfect keeper for Perfecto because you know what? Curtis Samuel is a wide receiver too. He could end up having huge upside. Whoa, 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 whoa. He he's could the be second, safe. He's the second wide receiver on his team. I don't think you can call him a wide receiver 22. He didn't, I mean, wide receiver two, he did not finish in the top 24. I think he will though. Hot, wow, hot take. That is Hot take. Um, I think I think Curtis Samuel. I, I think people are really high on DJ Moore as well, but I actually think Curtis Samuel is the safer bet to end up breaking out on that offense just due to his position and his role. Because I think that some of the sh- more short yard stuff is going to be going to surprise, surprise McCaffrey. Yeah, and well, so and I mean, hey, if it's player versus player, sure, I would rather Samuel over Ryan. But if Samuel's still going in the eighth, ninth, tenth round, you're getting a one round bonus on your keeper. I, I think Ryan just makes more sense there. I, and see, the thing is, I, I would not keep Ryan whatsoever and just it's take fourteenth. Take take whatever quarterback's available in the fourteenth or fifteenth. Oh, and I, and I get that, but coming from a perspective of someone like Perfecto in our league that doesn't feel comfortable with the idea of streaming a quarterback, if the fourteenth round pick you pick, it doesn't work I, out. I mean, he's I, not going to be he's not going to be excited about picking. Uh, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think Rivers is going to slide that far yeah, this but year. I, I think you're. I think you know if he were felt comfortable taking Matt Ryan in like the fourteenth. Okay, you know I could see he's trying to do more that like like I think we're assuming it's the late quarterback kind of strategy. With a lot of people, like you see, you know Aaron Rodgers sitting there in the fifth round. Someone's going to take him. Salivating. Someone's going to take well, him. And that's why this is protection. This is, I already have it. I'm not allowed to draft a quarterback. <laughs> and see, and I, that would be great. You're saying do the 10th and do the late quarterback. Which correct. I don't, I don't think he has it in him. Uh, I mean, Perfecto, I believe in you. I think you could do this. Um, Thanks for not keeping Curtis Samuel. I will be drafting him. <laughs> Probably not because Tony's going to pay a couple rounds higher. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go that high on him, though. He's been moving up a lot, so that's why I think this is the perfect keeper for him for Curtis Samuel. Just do the ADP, but all right. Uh, who's next? Um, next up, let's talk about Timmy. Okay, Timmy, I love his keeper, and I think it's going to be fantastic, even if you have to pay up a bit for it. Yeah, the the valuation's not great, but it is a solid wide receiver too. That hey, even if he goes running back heavy earlier, I mean. You could theoretically have him as a wide receiver one if you had a number of other players in his range as your two or three. But I think uh, so too. a I, great I think, wide receiver two. 
I think he could end up being a wide receiver one, though. I think that's the nice thing about the upside. I think he could end up having that low-end wide receiver one type of season I mean, if he stays healthy. We are beating around the bush about a sixth-round pick from 2018 who now costs a fifth, Mr. Stefan Diggity-Dow, who is going in the third, maybe falling to the fourth round, but been pretty much going in the third round, well, right around Adam Thielen. third, normally, and with all of our keepers in our league, he might be teetering on the edge of that end of the second round, start of the third round by the time we get there. He really could, and uh, I, I think Stefan Diggs is a fantastic keeper just for teams, just team structure, just kind of building it. And uh, Well, yeah, you look at a team already, and you're like, shit, mm-hmm. he's already got a leg up. Yep, I, I agree. So why don't we go to, hmm, let, let's go to Neil. Who does he want us to think he's think... taking? Uh, Neil would like everybody to think that he's keeping Trubisky, I believe, about a third, uh, 13th round evaluation. He even went so far as, hey, guys, I don't know the rules. I've only been on the league about eight years. Are we allowed to keep somebody we traded for? Yes. God damn it, Neil. You know the rules. And just like last year, you tried to throw us off the fact that you were keeping Marquise Goodwin. It feels bad, man, by the way, that he did get hurt last year. I think that was a smart move. I think it was, actually. Um, I think he's, he's I a good think, player. I, I think Neil will prevail, and I think he's going to go ahead and keep Jordan. No, not Jordan Howard. O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard. Yeah, I think he's going to keep O.J. Howard, even though I would love for him to keep Trubisky. Oh, please. I really hope he Neil, does. Neil, if this gets released and you kept Trubisky. Um, I think you should just start counting the days until you're the Sacco. That's terrible. It's just <laughs> awful. I mean, it's like, hey, you could keep uh, Trubisky. What, what was it for, the 13th round? I believe he said 13th. Trubisky for the 13th, or you could keep Matt Ryan in the 14th. I'd rather have Matt Ryan. I'd rather have Matt Ryan in the 13th. If we could organize some league-wide collusion and just allow him to have Trubisky for like a you know 17th round pick, I'd be fine with that. 16th. Mm. I, I think technically that's against the rules. Yeah, I think but anything to make him keep Trubisky <laughs> would be great. Because if nobody else remembers... A huge fact of the fact that he went to the loser's bracket last year was because we baited him into playing Trubisky versus me, and he lost strictly because he was a moron who went with his heart (laughs) instead of his brain. And you know what? That's one reason why we love you, Neil. You go with your heart. Unfortunately, this league needs a bit of brain. So... So, yeah, I definitely think it's going to be O.J. Howard because O.J. Howard is going to be in the 14th round. He could keep O.J. Howard for a 14th. I think that's fantastic, especially with, you know, talk about not knowing what the offenses are going to be like. We've seen Bruce Arians before. I trust Bruce, Bruce Arians to at least, you know, have some offensive upside be vertical. Yeah. I think it's a good pick uh, if he keeps O.J. Howard. I think we might only have one team left. Do you have the list there? Uh, yes, I think we do have. Well, who do we have left here? We uh, have Mikey. Not the Sacco. Not the Sacco. I think that's it, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think um, you know, Mikey made a big trade earlier in the season, or midway through the season, with me, and he'd been trying back and forth to get a particular player who didn't end the season particularly well, but started the season on fire, and a lot of analysts predict, with Cooper Cup coming back, that Jared Goff will be exceptional this year in that amazing McVay offense. Um, I think he gets Jared Goff for a tenth. I think he locks it in and just moves forward, and I don't think it's amazing, but but I don't think it's terrible. And see, I I would rather keep, you know, who I who I saw on the list. And, you know, again, assuming that I'm correct and all the people that I looked at is Calvin Ridley. He, he had Calvin Ridley from what I saw at the end of the year for a 10th round pick. I think Calvin Ridley is by far the better pick. I thought he was picked in like the ninth round last year. No, I don't think so. 
Unless I'm unless I have that wrong. If hey, you check. I, I 100% agree with you. If he has that option, I think that's uh, open and shut. That's where he needs to go with it. Um, but uh, you know, if if Ridley's like an eighth round pick, to me, you know, it's what a two round value or something like that. I mean, I still think Ridley has huge upside in that offense. And oh, I'd rather have him. I'm just trying to predict what Mikey's gonna do. Well, and see, that's the hard part because I could see either one. I could see Jared Goff, but then again. I got pretty pissy last year, which, you know, I apologized <laughs> how pissy I got for that Jared Goff, A.J. Green trade, which was, I know it didn't work out for you, yeah, but you it was still smart. in the ninth last year. Oh, so it would be an eighth round pick. Eighth round. You know, honestly, I still like it better than Jared Goff in the tenth. But then again, I'm I'm also a, I'm a believer in the late round quarterback. I just like that you like Ridley, but you hate Matt Ryan. And I don't know how you can love the third best target on an offense and hate the quarterback. Who's the second? The running back. Who? Devontae Freeman doesn't fucking catch Devonta passes. Devontae Freeman catches plenty of passes. I don't... Like he didn't last year. Well, Devontae Freeman didn't play last year. That's, that's, that's the point. <laughs> I think I would rather take the upside rather than, you know, the Matt Ryan... What what did they call it? The, it was the uh, every year Matt Ryan slump. Yeah, it's every the, other year. Every other year where Matt Ryan slumps, and I'm like, this is his year. This is his year to slump. That's garbage. I, again, I think it's funny, and I think it's tongue-in-cheek. But at the same time, I, there's too many other quarterbacks that I actually would feel be more consistent than Matt Ryan. I, I would rather have Jared Goff any day of the week for four rounds higher than Matt Ryan. I mean, I just, I'm just not a big fan of Matt Ryan because I just don't think he's that good. I'm going to put one more piece of analysis in here just to kind of show the perspective of how badly I want this to happen. It's bad as I want Neil to take Trubisky, I would rather take fr- have Frank take Marlon Mack over Aaron Jones. <laughs> I know. Well, the thing is, it's based on based on draft position and stuff like that. I probably will not end up getting a Marlon Mack or an Aaron Jones just based on where I'm going to be Based drafting. on the fact that you're going to be selecting number two overall. Yeah, that, that one. Um, That's an early third round pick, though. Yeah, but I'm not going to have to take wide receiver at that point. Oh, little glimpse into what's happening. There. I mean, realistically, unless I manage to, unless I go running back, running back, which you don't know. But either way, I could go running back. I could go running back, wide receiver. And See, then... I, I have you pegged for a guy like uh, what do you call it? I, I think you're going to go with like a McCaffrey at two. I think you're going to go for McCaffrey at two, and then I think you're going to swing around try to grab an Evans, and then I think you will be looking for that wide uh, running back two, and I think that uh, Aaron Jones territory would be uh salivating for you and i really am glad you think that because you were wrong on so many things right there i'm just gonna let that sit okay, okay. <laughs> well saquon barkley's gonna go first because of the craziness that's going on i don't think he will wow i think it's gonna be mccaffrey you know demo demo he fucking does. loves mccaffrey he does love mccaffrey and the thing is is because of zeke being in being stupid as zeke situation i actually think saquon's gonna fall to number two you are not kidding, Saquon. It's not happening. I think I will. It's not happening. I really do. Because the thing is, Demo's not dumb. And he knows that McCaffrey is going to be a fucking beast this year. And I think he's going to end up taking McCaffrey. I'd love to I be able it'd to... be a mistake. You never know. I mean, the, the problem is, is I'd actually, you know, there's. I'd rather have, I mean... Hell, what no... if Saquon's gone? What's your game plan? Because I know you already said the idea of Kamara at two bothers you. It does. Because I still, again, it's... I like being as fucking sure as I possibly can with that first round. So you're like, woohoo, Zeke fell. Oh, wait. 
Exactly. And so I think that's where... I, oh, I'm, Melvin... Go- oh, shit. I'm hoping, I'm hoping things get worked out. I'm th- hoping something gets worked out in August, at least for Zeke. I don't think shit's going to happen with Melvin Gordon. But Thank I th- God we're not uh, drafting like super early in August or something moronic like that. I know. Fucking, yeah, we're, we're, we're not smart, at least in the auction. But, you know, th- that's what I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping that something gets worked out for Zeke, so that way number two overall, I'll, at least I'll have options. Um, again, anyone listening to this, I am willing to trade down. That's not going to be exorbitant. It's what I paid up last year for number one. Same fucking deal. Not too bad. Not bad at all. He's trying to trade out because he's terrified of making that selection. He wants to be at the back end, but he wants that early third. You're not 100% wrong. I'm not terrified. <laughs> that early of... third is beautiful. Oh, I'm Let's not, be honest. I'm not te- That's the I'm... only reason to take an early pick right now. It's it, it's not one of the first couple running backs to me. It's that early third round pick I think trumps it because by the back of the third with keepers, you just don't know what you're going to get. And unfortunately, that's that's kind of where with, with the beginning kind of pick, if you were really in on like a McCaffrey or really in on a Camara, like absolutely, you, you, you go for that kind of first round pick. Um, the people that I want in the first round, I don't know if they're going to be available when I actually want to get them. <laughs> so that's the fucking problem. So, I mean, if you're, you want one of these guys, trade down with me. I'm not going to – you won't be disappointed. And it worked out for Demo last year. Shit, he fucking beat me after we traded. Yep. So one more side note. Um, our Sacco this year does not drink. So I will be reinventing the wheel with some more fun stuff. So if yep. anybody has this, any suggestions that do not send people to the hospital, Frank, the fireball fucking suckers, you crazy son of a bitch. Oh, Matt would do that, though. Matt would totally do that. Okay, we're going to find out because that might No, no, like, happen. you know those, that you know those, you see ridiculous. that on TV, you know those tortillas or something like yes. that, those absolute fireball tortillas or some shit? Matt would do that. Yeah, but this sucker has sent people to the hospital. Matt would do it. You, you forget we lived. Let's in New, make it happen. We lived in New Mexico, and Matt would eat shit that's hot just for shits and giggles. That would end up making people cry up here. Matt would do it. Like I, I have no doubt We're that he would do that it. Phone call in as soon as this ends. <laughs> I want to do that right now. <laughs> like he he would do it, and I think he would do it, and he would do it willingly. So I hope I'm right. All right, guys. Well, thanks. Been uh, a lot of fun. I really hope that uh, we are as accurate as we want to be, because if People choose those. If people choose the way that we thought, I think they're being smart. If they don't, sending uh, those Marlon Mack vibes. <laughs> Woo! All right, guys. Marlon well, Mack. Marlon Max. We'll see you guys later. Bye bye.